Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maudie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are gonna live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal and we're gonna get after it starting right now. All right, ladies, and maybe some gents, this is the part of the show that I get to give you a big ol' virtual hug and thank you for reviewing the podcast, My Labor of Love. These ratings and reviews seriously mean the world to me. This five-star review comes from Red Crush 11. Red Crush says, Maudie has a wonderful way of sharing inspiration that is both challenging and supportive with the pure intent of encouraging others to live their best, most fulfilled lives. Great podcast and definitely worth subscribing so you don't miss an episode. Red Crush, you are the best. Your words warm my heart because there is something kind of lonely about recording a podcast. And sometimes I do start to wonder, is this having an impact? So I want to thank you. Thank you for your encouragement and the reminder that it is. It is having impact. And if you have something to say about the show, I would love to hear about it. Leave a review and I'd love to give you a big old virtual hug on a future episode. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am so happy you are here. You are tuning into a solo episode where you get me, Maudie Wilner, your host of the podcast. And I am so excited to share a story with you today. Today, what I really want to talk about is asking for what you need. Asking for what you want unapologetically, okay? And the story that I'm going to tell you belongs to my daughter, Aya. And I, of course, asked her permission to share the story because it's important for me to get permission from my kids to talk about their stories. And I also just want to let them know And when I ask them that they're such pillars of examples of strength and I get so much from watching their them go through life. Like I just, I just live and learn from watching them grow into these beautiful, amazing young adults and also watching them struggle and watching them suffer and then seeing the resilience. It just is, it's just so inspiring. So when I asked Aya today if I could share this story, I, I let her know it's because so many women can learn from you, babe. I was like, this story is an example of women and girls asking for what we want, asking for what we need, and being, like I said, unapologetic about it. And whether we get it or not, 
too many times, I told Aya, too many times my friends and myself and, and women around the world, we sacrifice. We sacrifice our lives and what we need because we don't want to, you know, make someone feel uncomfortable or or we don't want to rock the boat. And it's so important to learn at a young age because I know I wasn't necessarily taught this. I was taught to, you know, be quiet and not speak up and, and be little and be polite. And that is not in line with asking for what we need. So I asked permission to share the story and I'm super excited to do that. So here we get uh, oh a couple about a month and a half ago i would say so so okay we're in the middle of pandemic um we're slowly coming out of lockdown numbers are skyrocketing who knows what's what's gonna happen um but we were in shutdown and we're slowly coming quote unquote coming out of lockdown as a family we are still pretty much 100 percent quarantined we do hang out with uh, anyone. It's still socially distanced. And that's just where we're at. I know everybody is doing it differently and everybody is doing what's best for their family. And this is what's best for us. So about a month and a half ago, right when we entered phase two, Aya had an invitation from the high school youth group leaders inviting her and about five or six of her uh, friends. Aya is going to be a freshman this year to coffee, to get together in kind of like a youth group capacity to talk about what's going on. And and I was super excited for her and she, she was super excited for this. So she was invited to go to coffee at Starbucks. And I said, all right, sister, talk to me about what that looks like, social distancing. Talk to me about what that looks like, quarantined. And she's like, well, we'll be at Starbucks and we'll be sitting at the same table. I'm like, all right, here's the bummer with that. You're not going to be able to be six feet apart. You're not going to be able to wear a mask and et cetera, et cetera. And I said, so unless maybe you can change the location, unless you can figure out a way to do it with less exposure, then baby can't go. And of course, you know, she's a freshman and she's talking to seniors and she's devastated. She's like, oh my God, what do I do? And I was like, you know what? If you want, I could text them. I could text the leaders and let them know what we need. And she's like, no, tell me what we need. So I told her. And that was the last I heard of it for about three to four weeks. And last week she came to me and she's like, hey, uh, next week the youth group is getting together. We're going to do it at a park. Everybody's bringing our own blankets and we're going to set the blankets six feet apart. I was like, okay, do you mind if I, <laughs> this is me being skeptical maybe <laughs> um, or me just being uber duper overprotective. I was like, all right, can I have the number for the leader so that I can just get the guidelines? And she's like, no, mom, I already got the guidelines. I already know what's going to go down. And I said, well, how do you know? And she said, well, we've been texting. I've been texting with the senior, with the leader. And I said, okay, can I see them? And so she read me the text messages. And I was just blown away by my daughter's ability to unapologetically ask for what she needs. Now, she did explain that it was her mom's rules, but she didn't apologize the fact that our family has certain rules. She didn't 
you know, um, mince her words at all. She said, here's, you know, I want to come. I really, really want to come. I really want to be involved. And in order for me to be able to be there, X, Y, and Z needs to happen. And the leader also is an inspiration. And I sent a message to her, this, this, um, you know, 18 year old's mom. And I just said, sister, you are doing a phenomenal job raising your daughter because the response that the senior gave to this freshman wasn't annoyed, wasn't put out. She was like, yep, what do you need? Okay, we can do that. We can make that happen. Like so loving, so welcoming, so Christian. I was like, I get, I get teared up even reminiscing about, oh, geez, I'm going to do it. How beautiful these girls are acting to each other in this time where it's so freaking awkward. There's so much judgment and there's, it would have been really easy for her to be like, are you kidding me right now? Just tell your mom that we're going to do it that way and show up and we'll figure it out. No, it was not that at all. So I was like, oh my gosh, babe, great job. Way to take initiative. Like way to ask for what you need. That's beautiful. It's like, yep, absolutely. You can go. I don't have to be in contact with anybody. I trust both of you. The day rolls around where they were going to do coffee outside at a park on their blankets. And guess what? It's pouring down rain. It's not even like lightly misting where you could have um, posted up with some umbrellas and done the same thing. It wasn't like that. It was it was a storm. So we hop in the car and we drive to the park and everybody is huddled under a, a shelter, an open air shelter. And I could tell right away that nobody, that everybody was bundled together and snuggling and sharing blankets and and I pulled around and I kind of stopped to where we were hidden by the shelter and the girls inside couldn't see us. And I look over and I'm like, okay, babe, you don't have to go. Because if you do go, you're going to have to walk up to a situation where six, seven, eight, there's going to be eight pairs of eyes staring at you, um, inviting you to come sit by them. And then you're going to have to ask all over again for what you need. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard. And I look over and she has these like, like little shiny tears in the corner of her eyes. And then of course I get the little tiny tears in the corner of my eyes. And she's like, nope, I'm going to go. I said, okay. All right. So I pull up, she hops out of the car, closes the door. And I felt like, you know, parent moms out there, you know that feeling that you had when you dropped your kindergartner off for the first day of kindergarten and you left and there's like, they have big fat tears streaming down their cheeks and you feel like the biggest failure because you're leaving your kid at school and then you go in the car or in your car to drive away and you're crying. Yeah, that's what I felt like. And she's a freshman. She walks up to the shelter and I don't, I don't know what was said, but she was plenty far away and there was a conversation and the two youth group leaders stood up. They went over and grabbed a separate picnic table, positioned it so that it was semi part of the circle, put Aya's drink at her table by herself and she sat there and I drove off and of course the tears because I was like, oh my God, these women, these, these women are fucking phenomenal. All of them. 
And um, when I when I got back to pick her up, she was beaming and radiating. And I know that feeling, you know, of just having that amazing connection with like-minded girls, like-minded women who respect you for who you are and who respect what you need. I think that's the most important thing that we're all learning, or at least in my family between A and I right now, is we're all learning who these people are, who these people are. It doesn't mean we have to agree. It doesn't mean we have to be doing all the same things. All it means is that we respect each other for who we are. We respect and trust that we're just doing the best that we possibly can with the resources that we have. Those are the kind of people that we want to surround ourselves with. And I told Aya, I said, babe, you are such an inspiration to me. Watching you get out of the car and ask a group of teenage girls to to, um, accommodate you to accommodate what you need. I said, don't lose that. Don't ever sacrifice what you need, what you want, just to quote unquote, please someone else. Don't sacrifice what you need because you're afraid that you're going to be a bother or an inconvenience or because you're afraid to rock the boat. That's not the woman. That's not the kids. That's not the person I'm trying to be. I want to be a boat rocker. If that's what I need, if that's what I believe, if those are my values, I'm going to stand up for it. Even if it's not popular, even if I'm going to seem to put people out, even if I'm going to seem bossy and demanding, I can do it in a nice way and I can stick up for myself. It is so okay to ask for what we need. And I think as for me as a woman, I've been taught not to. I've been taught to be like self-sufficient. Figure it out on your own and don't be too demanding, right? For for men, I think it's, and this is, I'm not a man, so I this is only my perspective, is that it's easier for them. It's easier, I know it's easier for my, my boys to ask for exactly what they need completely unapologetically. And I think that they're also an inspiration, right? Like when you see a man or a boy do that, take that to heart and like, what lessons can we learn? I have another amazing story that I just like really, really is cool to me. Um, and it's about my, my husband, Tom, and his bros. They do a guy's weekend every single year. They have a, one of them have a house on the sunny side of the state and they all go over there and golf and do what boys do. It's set for next month. And as I mentioned before, my family is taking COVID super seriously. My husband's a private pilot. He is taking it seriously for the people that charter his flights and, and just for, for ourselves and for our um, mental, mental well-being and so we've been talking a lot about this boys weekend. I'm like, Tom, you know, like, I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening at all. And he's like, I know, I know. Uh, and uh, last week he got an email from the host. And I don't think there's necessarily a host, but whoever owns the house sent an email. And he's like, hey, guys, in light of COVID, and I know that we're all just trying to be responsible. And I know we all have wives and kids at home and we all have occupations and we don't want to um, we want to limit our exposure and we don't want to be irresponsible about something that we can be responsible about. So I'd like us all to get COVID testing before we go away for the weekend. And I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. That was 
brilliant, right? Like, how can we think outside the box to make this happen? How can we make everyone feel as comfortable as possible? How can we do this in line with our values? And how can we ask for what we need no matter what? I was like, dude, that is so cool. I was like, that, I'm going to remember that one. Just another story, just another opportunity where it would have been really easy to A, let's say just cancel, just cancel guys weekend, or B, kind of just like, let's not bring up the elephant in the room and let's just see who comes anyway. Not do those things to say, fuck it. We're going to ask for what we need and who whoever can do it can do it and whoever can't can't. And that's just the way it is. I think it's so rad. My last story, which I've shared before, um, but it's my favorite and I'm just so proud of it. And I know uh, I've had coaching clients who have hired me specifically because of this question. Specifically, they have come to me and said, Maudie, I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to draw boundaries. I don't know how to ask for what I need. I don't, I don't know how to demand what I want. And so I'm going to share the story again. It's about running my mile a day. I had been on a massive streak, right, running a mile or two or whatever every single day. And I was probably on, I don't know, month six and I got sick. And so I had to take a couple days off. So by the time I was feeling better, I was so stoked. I remember journaling. I should should actually pull out my journal. I was like, I'm going to run two miles today and I'm so excited. I know it's going to be, you know, painful. It's going to be a stretch and I know it's going to feel so good. I just can't wait to get my two miles in. And for anybody who sets a goal like that, you understand that it's like 1.7 isn't there, isn't what you're going for. 1.97 isn't what you're going for. You're looking at your watch going like 2.0. The 2.0 mile is what you needed that day. And that's exactly what I needed. I even wrote about it. And as I was rounding the corner to my house, like I was legit at like 1.9 miles, um, my neighbor came, comes out, walks out kind of quickly to the end of his driveway and he sees me coming and he flags me down. Like, I wish I could show you like arms waving, motioning for me to take off my ear pods or whatever. And I did. I'm like, I took out my ear pods and I'm like kind of running in place. He's like, hey, hey, do you have a minute? Do you have a minute? And I was like running in place going, holy shit, like, oh my God, I'm almost to two point mile. I was like, you know what? No, I don't. I need to finish my run and I will come back as soon as I'm done. And I threw my earbuds back in and I took off for the, you know, 0.1 mile that I needed to finish. And the look on my neighbor's face was pure shock. Like, what the fuck? Nobody's ever said no to me before. Or a woman, I guess. Especially like I was probably 30 years younger than him. He was astounded that someone would tell him, no, I need to finish my run first. And so I did. I finished my run and I went back and he needed to show me something super cool. I really appreciated what he showed me. Um, And it wasn't cool enough and it wasn't worth me sacrificing what I needed that day. I needed that run. And that run was more important to me than to please some gentleman, than to please my neighbor. 
I love that story. I will continue to tell that story year after year because it reminds me in my own life that I don't have to sacrifice. I don't have to sacrifice my goals. I don't have to sacrifice my dreams. I don't have to have to sacrifice my values or what I need in order to pacify someone else. Okay. I want to finish by just letting you know that I do have some coaching spots available and I am launching. It's open for application right now. My next course, my next course is eight week course called true to you, where we get really clear on defining who you are, who you want to be, uh, designing that where the rubber meets the road and then demanding that that's kind of like what I talked about. This kind of what today's all about is really demanding what true to you is and demanding that you stay true to yourself no matter what. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, the application process is literally just a 15 to 20 minute conversation. We go through the course, see if it's the right fit for both of us and go from there. I do only have six spots, well, five actually now. Started with six. Today, someone jumped on one. So we have five spots available. And I'd love to see you in there. I have run this course in the past and it is truly, truly transformational. So um, if you have questions, of course, that's what the call is for. So please book. Have an amazing day. I love you and always keep living on purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.